It is May 1st. I am Levi Griffin, and this is Word Today. Listen, have you ever been outside for too long and your hands just went numb or your hands begin to hurt and eventually go numb? Uh, if you're like me, when I was a kid, I, I remember very vividly I was outside playing. I don't remember if it was in the snow or not. It rarely ever snowed in Louisiana. I think we got snow maybe once every four or five years, and when we did get snow, it was Barely a teaspoonful. It was enough to make a really, really dirty uh, snowman because it was 40% snow, 60% mud and dirt. Um, but I remember being a kid and uh, I was out playing in the snow and my hands were really hurting. Uh, so I went inside to warm them up. And, you know, if you go inside and try to warm them up quickly, they're going to hurt even worse. Well, I really didn't know this, so the first thing I did is I turned the hot water on, got it as hot as possible, and stuck my extremely cold hands in the water. Uh, as you expect, I had, I was in for a rude awakening. I felt more pain uh, in those moments than ever as I tried to warm my hands up under this scalding, scaldingly hot water with my extremely cold hands. Felt like a million needles were just sticking me uh, in a million different places on my hands. It really, really hurt. So if you've ever, ever been outside and just got cold and it began to to hurt your hands, hurt your feet, maybe hurt your ears because it was so cold, um, that's kind of what hope feels like. Uh, and we're going to talk about why hope hurts when we get back. So why does hope hurt? And I started off by talking about going, you know, being in a cold environment and your hands get numb and your feet or your ears get really, really numb. And then you go to warm them up and they hurt uh, or they're hurting. You go to warm them up uh, and they hurt worse. Um, So I was reading this article by Dr. Brian McNally, and he goes on in his research to talk about this very thing, why um, our hands begin to hurt. Uh, worse, our ears or our, our feet hurt worse when we warm them up. He says the the pain in a cold situation is normal. So if you're in Antarctica or in Ohio in the winter or New York or somewhere where it's cold, the ice, uh, you know, the temperature and that ice, you know, sickle feeling in your hands and feet and your ears, actually, he says, can be a good thing. He says being out in the cold and feeling the pain can be a good thing. Um, you know, walking in, indoors in the warmth and feeling the pain can be a good thing. He says the problem is when you're out in the cold and you go numb as if you don't feel anything anymore. He says that is the real danger. He says when you're outside and it's hurting and it's he says that's fine. When you go out there and you're and it's hurting and then all of a sudden everything goes numb, you know, it doesn't hurt anymore. He says that's that that's where you're you're in danger of some severe frostbite. And we know that if you stay in the cold long enough, you can get a part amputated. Uh, it means cut off. So uh, I'm going to tell you today that that hope can hurt. That hope can hurt. Um, and it's okay. It's good when, when the hope hurts. Um, it's not until everything becomes numb that you're in risk of having something cut off spiritually. I'm going to try to compare today uh, hope and pain and show you the necessity of the pain 
when you're hoping for something, when you're believing for something, um, and that is not until you go numb that there is a problem. When you hope for something, you're you're believing that God has. That's what hope means. That you're you're believing that something better is coming. You believe that hey man, that a better situation is going to turn around, and that this is going to happen. Uh, it's not until you go numb. You don't worry. You don't care if you sin. You don't care if you don't sin. You don't care if you bless someone. You don't care if you curse someone. It's kind of all the same to you. You don't care if you go to church. You don't care if you don't go to church or if you miss services. Uh, you you just kind of numb to the process. You, you're numb if things get better. You're numb if things get worse. And I'm not talking about, you know, that kind of faith where you're saying, hey, bring it on world. doesn't matter if you throw the worst at me. It's going to be okay. I'm talking about that numbing sensation where you're just indifferent either way. You're indifferent to how you live. You're indifferent. And I'm going to try to convince you today that that numbness is what the danger is, not the pain and the hurt that comes with hope, but that numbness is what the danger is. And if you stay in a in that type of environment feeling numb long enough that you're uh, you possibly are in danger of being spiritually amputated, something that is there to bless you being cut off from you because you're so numb. So we've talked about hope. Hope is wanting something or just believing for something, uh, a positive outcome, right? Uh, and to back that up, I always like to back things up with scripture. We're going to go through a lot of scriptures, uh, so we don't have time to go through just reading basically multiple uh, chapters just to pull this one piece out. So I'm going to have to urge you to do your homework. I always say never believe the preacher, never believe the mouthpiece behind the microphone, but do your own research. Um, you can't say uh, on your judgment day, somebody told me, God's going to say, why didn't you find out yourself? So make sure you read this. Uh, we're going to roll through a lot of scriptures. Let's go. Uh, Romans 8, 20, 25. Uh, we're going to be in the CV this whole study. Uh, like I said last time, we're going to try to stick to one um, translation um, at a time. It's going. We've been in the CV, but next time it could be NIV or NLT. Um, but anyway, Romans 8.25. However, we hope for something we have not yet seen, and we patiently wait for it. So what is hope? Hope is just believing in a positive outcome. I'm believing for something I haven't seen. We say, well, that's a lot like faith. Well, faith and hope are very similar, but the greatest is love. Uh, so if you remember that scripture, but anyway, so faith is telling you what, you know, it's the substance of things hoped for that you haven't seen manifest yet. And that's, that's very similar to hope. What is hope is just the desire to have a positive outcome, the desire to have a positive outcome. So what is it saying that, Hey, I hadn't gotten that outcome yet, but I'm gonna patiently wait for it. Romans eight twenty five. So just have believing for a positive outcome in a situation, regardless of what that situation does. How do you find it? How do you find out about hope? Well, Colossians 1 5 says, because what you hope for is kept safe for you in heaven. You first heard about this hope when you believed the true message, which is the good news. So how do you find about hope? Someone decided to give you the gospel, right? Uh, kind of like the Ethiopian eunuch. Someone gave, had to give him the gospel. Tell, to tell them about Jesus. So how did you, you, you develop the hope? How did you get the hope uh, of the world, Jesus Christ? How did you find a hope in the, the sunny side of any situation? It's the gospel. How do you know about the gospel? Someone had to tell you. How is someone else going to know about the gospel? You're going to have to tell them. So we know what hope is. We know how you, you get it or how you find out about it. Um, where does it, where, let's, let's go into where does it come from specifically? 
You know, we, you have to hear about Jesus, but where does the hope come from? Where does that, that sensation that things are getting better come from? And I think we all know this answer, right? It's God. Um, Psalm 65, five, our God, you, uh, you save us and your fearsome deeds answer all our prayers, uh, excuse me, answer our prayers for justice. You give hope to people everywhere on earth, even those across the sea. And like I say, I have a lot of scriptures, so I'm trying to make sure I get them all to you. Um, I don't want to leave anything out. I really probably should have broken this up into two messages. Uh, why hope hurts one and two. Uh, maybe I'll do that eventually, but right now we got it all right now. Uh, both barrels as my Bishop would say. So hope comes from God. It says our God, you save us and you, your fearsome deeds answer our prayers for justice. You give hope to the people. So you wonder, okay, hope comes from God where a moment ago you said, you know, you can't hear about it unless someone evangelizes. So that tells us that hope also comes from what? From people. First Timothy one and one from Paul, God, our savior in Christ Jesus commanded me to be an apostle for Christ Jesus who gives hope. Okay. So I had, I got those scriptures out to you. I'm gonna slow it down just to say this hope comes from God. Hope comes from people. Someone can talk to you and give you hope. You know that, which means that they, they can talk to you and make you believe that the outcome is going to be better than you, you thought it was. And all of us have had that situation, right? Where someone has come and talked to us. We were kind of down in the dumps. We were um, believing the worst. We weren't having the greatest of days. We had a rough situation happen. Um, and someone came and talked to us and we, we felt better. A lot of times it just takes a simple word from a believer filled with the Holy Spirit to turn our situation around. Uh, because the minute we hope for better, better begin, begins to come to us. And I'm not talking about that, um, you know, the secret uh, type hope or, um, you know, some mystical type wheel it in your mind type hope. I'm saying that God gives us what we believe. And when you begin to believe for better, you attract better because God gives you better. God answers you where your faith is. If you have a million dollar faith, then you, you'll get million dollar results. If you have $5 faith, then you're going to get $5 results. God says he gives us the desires of our heart. He doesn't say he gives us more than the desires of our heart. He says he'll give us the desires of our heart. And you'll say, okay, well, what about that scripture? Some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. That is still based on what? Your faith, where you are, your level. Your increase is still based on your level. If someone gave more, believed more, pushed more, their increase is going to be that 30, that 60, that 100 times their faith, say it's 20, is going to be produced more than 30, 60, 100 times your faith, which may be two. God's still delivering on his promise. It's just their faith was bigger. Right? How long can hope last? Ecclesiastes 9.4 tells us hope can last a lifetime. As long as we are alive, we still have Hope. Hope can last forever. So we know what hope does, right? Uh, we know where it comes from. It comes from God. It comes from people willing to tell us about the gospel. Uh, we know that we can uh, go our entire life with hope. But what happens to a life without hope? And I'm bringing this all. Stay with me. Uh, I'm bringing this all to a, to a head in about five minutes. But what happens to a life without hope? First Thessalonians 4 says this. My friends, we want you to understand how it will be for those followers who have already died. Then you won't gr then you won't grieve over them and believe like people who don't have any hope. What is hope? Hope is depression. Hope is hopelessness. The greatest trick the devil has or the greatest tool the devil has is hopelessness. When people don't have hope, they'll kill themselves. When people don't have hope, they'll kill other people. 
When people don't have hope, they'll turn to drugs. When people don't have hope, they'll turn to alcohol. Well, Levi, tell us, uh, prove it in the scripture. Okay, Proverbs 31, uh, verse 6. Beer and wine are only for the dying or for those who have lost all hope. You'll turn to addiction. You'll turn to alcohol. You'll turn to drugs. That's a life without hope. That's a, that's a life that has become numb. You're just numb to it all. Maybe you've been hurt so many times. You're like, you know what? I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. And But you know what? You're not unique. This happens to the best of us. This happens uh, to a lot of, of people. You, you know, you're in your situation so long that you can kind of just give up hope. Acts 27 says that for several days we could not see either the sun or the stars. This is Paul when they're on a boat basically about to be shipwrecked. A uh, strong wind kept blowing and we finally gave up all hope of being saved. You know, extenuating circumstances for a prolonged period of time can cause us, if we're not careful, to give up hope, turn to hopelessness uh, and lose our way. But I want to tell you that there is a... a a way to maintain your hope. There's a way to hold on to your hope. There's a way to hold on to all of the po- positive aspects of your hope. Okay, what are the positive aspects of hope? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Hebrews six nineteen. This hope is like a firm and steady anchor. So what is that? Your hope is an anchor. Romans twelve twelve. Let your hope make you glad. Hope can make you glad. Second Corinthians, this wonderful hope makes us feel like speaking free, freely. Hope can make you evangelize. Hope can change your behavior. Romans 2, he will give eternal life to everyone who has patiently done what is good in the hope of receiving glory. You wanted to, you, you felt that following God will get you into heaven, so you did it. So hope can make you glad. Hope can give you confidence. Hope can be your anchor. Hope can change your behavior in a positive way. But then you say, okay, the whole, the title of this message is hope hurts. How can hope hurt? Because there's, it's impossible to hurt without hope. You might want to write that down, tweet it, Facebook it. It's impossible to hurt without heart, without hope. If you don't care if your marriage gets better, then it, you're not hurt. If your wife cheats on you, you're not hurt. If your wife stays out all night, you're not hurt. If your wife burns the dinner, you're not you're numb to it all. It's impossible to hurt without hope. If you know, if you're not believing that your kids are going to get off drugs or you're not believing that your kids are going to turn their life around and you don't you're not hoping that your child is going to get out of jail and do better. You're not hoping that um, God is going to bless you with a better job. You're not hoping that that the Holy Spirit moves in your life. Then you're not going to be hurt if he doesn't. What hurts us is our expectation for better, whether uh, and it's either delayed before it's achieved or uh, it's not achieved at all because it wasn't in God's will. So it is important that we understand that it's impossible to hurt without hope. Like the good doctor said about being numb, that that pain, that hurt is a good thing. I'm not telling you, hey, go purposely uh cause depression and it'll purposely be hurt because it's a good thing. No, that's, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the pain in your life has a purpose. The pain in your life has a purpose. The trials in your life have a purpose. Every hardship has a purpose. 
It gives you strength. It gives you it gives you direction, uh, and it can actually give you hope. And you say, how can pain uh, give you hope? But the scripture tells us, hey, pain can give you hope. That pain builds character, and the character will give you hope. So it's not the the pain that's good, but the hope is good. Romans 5 tells us that. And endurance builds character, which gives us hope. Your pain has a purpose. Being numb to the world, I've met people like that. They're just numb. You can't even really get through to them because they're just numb. Don't become numb. The numb is the danger, not the pain. I know in our our first world societies that we're taught um, to avoid pain. We don't like to be hot, so we have air conditioners. We don't really like to walk long distances, so we have cars. We don't like to be thirsty, so we have uh, camelbacks and things that carry water. We don't like our water to be the wrong temperature, so we have thermoses that keep our drinks cold or keep our drinks warm. We like our food to be the right temperature, so we created devices to keep them the temperature we want while we travel. We like to walk in comfort, so we created we constantly create shoes with better soles. We like comfort. So when discomfort comes, we feel like it's an anomaly. We feel like we're doing something wrong or God is doing something wrong. The world just hates us. Um, but it's not the case. We have to learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable. We have to learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable. We have to learn to be comfortable in the pain because the pain that pushes us into transition. It's the pain that makes us rethink our position and pray harder. It's the pain that makes us realign ourselves with the values of the Lord. Pain is a good thing. Don't go seeking out pain, but when pain comes, don't run from it either. It builds character and it gives us hope. It's better. It's a great evangelistic tool. When someone else is going through something we've been through, we can say, hey, man, You'll make it through. I can tell you because when I was your age or when I was at that stage or last week I had this happen and we can talk from a personal experience about how God gave us the victory over that situation. Revelations 12, right? We were saved by the blood of the lamb and by what? That great anointing, that power of our testimony. But we can't have a testimony without a test. And tests, my friends, are painful. And you can't have pain without hope. But the pain isn't the bad thing. It's the numbness. So I'm here to warn you against numbness as I close and tell you, listen, if you're in a situation that hurts, you're in a situation that just where you feel like there's no way out. You're in a situation where you're feeling discomfort. You're in a situation that you you feel pain. You're in a situation where God is realigning you to himself. Listen, it's okay. Hope hurts, but it's still hope. Believe for better. Know that better is coming. Know that God has a greater purpose for you uh, and for those around you. Know that your voice is being heard when you cry out to the Lord. Know that he is moving and shifting uh, the paradigm that is your life, that is your cycle, that is your thought process, that is your heart, that is your gifting. He's growing you. Your room, your gift will make room for you. Know that God is just doing some things because out of the hurt, will come beauty. God says he'll give us beauty for ashes, but you can't have ashes without the fire burning the house down first. So yes, hope hurts, but it's not the danger because hope brings us to glory. Love you guys. Listen, 
I really appreciate you checking out today's podcast. Make sure to find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Levi Johnny Griffin. Hit me up on Twitter at Levi underscore Griffin. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcast Platforms, Google Podcast Platforms, and Stitcher. Also, place a link to this podcast in your social media feed and tag me in it, Levi Johnny Griffin, for a chance to co-host a show with me. Hey, I want to leave you with this. Four evidences of Christian faith. One is belief. We believe in what Jesus did on the cross. It's what covers us and gives us access to the glory of God. B, lifestyle. It just means we live like we believe it. Jesus tells us to live right, we live right. C, we evangelize. What does that mean? We teach other people about Jesus so they can have faith. Indeed, we spread the lifestyle. We teach them how to live like they have faith. How do we do that? We connect them to a church and we connect them to plenty of Christian material, Bibles, Christian books, Christian movies like The Passion, and even Christian podcasts like Word Today. Share it with your friends. If it's blessing you and you're eating and growing from it, let someone else eat and grow from it as well. I love each and every one of you. Let's keep praying and keep pushing in the faith together.